Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox, your Monday through Friday rants, raves, and reviews talk radio show with the top stories in news, politics, and pop culture. Join your host, entrepreneur Scott Fullerton, and co-host, actor and writer Craig Hurley, right here at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live, or subscribe and download on your favorite podcast distributors, including Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple and Google Podcasts. You're also invited to call in and share whatever is on your mind at 347-989-0126 during the live shows. So here we go. Stand up on our soapbox and let's start talking. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Monday, October 14th, 2019. Some of you may be having a three-day weekend for the guy that discovered America adjacent. Yes, that's right. It's Columbus Day across the country, so no mail. A lot of banks are closed. A lot of stuff happening. So I hope if you have a three-day weekend, you are enjoying the man who discovered America adjacent. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton, and just a couple seconds, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. Hope you're enjoying your day off. If you have time, give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. we got a whole week of shows to bring to you this week. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern Time, right here on Blog Talk, Radio Left and Straight Radio Network. Give us a call anytime over the next hour, 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. So let's go ahead and climb up on my soapbox and let's start talking. Mr. Craig Hurley, how the heck are you? Dude, uh, happy Monday. Um, I don't know so much about day off, really. Is there? No, I saw some school buses today. There's still school, at least for Nevada. I don't know, maybe they're, you know, celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day instead of uh, the only thing I discovered was syphilis. So it was a really bad case of syphilis day because that's not Christopher Columbus didn't discover anything. I wish I could swear. He didn't discover nothing. America. There were already people. He was very America. People. (laughs) America adjacent. Dude, he didn't get. But what? That's like uh, 250 miles away, right? I mean, it's pretty far away for, for being yeah. <laughs> yeah, out in the middle of the ocean. He didn't find anything. <laughs> so he didn't discover nothing. And why we celebrated, oh, I, I have no idea. The banks are closed today. I didn't get any mail today. And so some people are enjoying the three-day uh, I saw some school buses, though, and I don't see a lot of yeah. kids running around. So I haven't yeah, seen them all day long. So. Some schools have it off and some don't. You're right. Yeah. As I said, we should I would say it depends on the a national voting holiday, get rid of this little made-up holiday, and have a national voting holiday where we could all vote in November. That would be a beautiful thing, but we'll see what happens. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, actually, that's a really good idea. That is actually a good way to um, actually celebrate our founding fathers, is to have it on so. Election Day. Yeah, to have a holiday exactly. on Election Day. Instead of that you know, would be amazing. celebrating the people that didn't discover anything, Columbus discovered nothing. There were already people here. How was your weekend? 
Um, actually really good. And, uh, and I, I, I thought I was calling in a little late. I, I missed, uh, Katie's open. Um, but, and, and I just got in on, you know, you talking about people off for the holidays or for the holiday. And it's it just, uh, um, I, I've got some really, really exciting news that I can't tell you. <laughs> so well, I just fun. got off the phone and got got off the phone with my agent. So I've got some really really exciting news. Um, but uh, cool. I'll tell you off there. Um, yeah, I, I don't like to talk about stuff. Um, uh, but right, uh, right. it's it's really it's really cool. Um, so nice. uh, yeah. Um, uh, and also this weekend, uh, twenty seven and all washed up. Uh, which I put on Google Play, um, which everybody can get Google Play, by the way. You you probably have it, especially if you have an Android um, or an Android-type smartphone. Uh, Google Play is where you get all your apps and and you get all your games and you get all the you know all the goodies for your phone. I don't know about iPhone users, um, but it's also on um, tablets too. Anything that's a Microsoft <laughs> tablet, it's on a mic. Uh, as long as it's on an iPad, it's on Google like Play. It's a, yeah, it's like Google. they're linked up, you know, Google and Google Play are linked up to your right. system already. Um, so but you go to Google Play Books because they have Google Play Music, they have Google Play Games, they have Google Play, um, just Google Play where you get your apps. Yeah, Google Play uh, yeah, Podcast where you can find Standing on My Soapbox every day. But go ahead. And there you go. See, so you, you can even find Standing on My Soapbox on Google Play Podcast. Um, so go to Google Play Books and 27 and All Washed Up I just released uh, last week. And I got a five-star rating from someone who read it who I don't know. It's one thing when you get a five-star rating from, you know, friends of yours. I mean, you know, I mean, kind of, it's like, that's a shill in the audience. And I don't like that. I don't know this person. And they gave me a great review and they gave me a five-star rating. And I just think, you know, that's one of the coolest things. Uh, I, I just thought it was really, really cool. So. There you go. That's the way it should be. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, good. Sounds like a good weekend overall, then. I like it. Yeah, we had a lot of fun this weekend. Um, I was hanging out with some friends of mine, and uh, and the um, we had a hardcore conversation, dude, a uh, political conversation, um, because it's not that he's a 45 supporter. Um, he's actually a guy that, uh, uh, was, a, a Republican and has now, uh, switched parties. Um, he does not, he is extremely concerned. This is an accountant. This guy's an accountant and he works for some major companies I mean, some really big companies and has worked for some really big companies in the past. And right. uh, he he was like, you know, he, he's one of the most financially conservative people I've ever met. So, you know, I mean, by far. And uh, and so when he starts talking about how he has to leave his party because he doesn't agree with the the lies and the games and the carnival. And he's just like, I don't – the circus. And he doesn't agree with a whole bunch of things because he's Christian as well. He's like, no, they're not acting Christ-like. 
And that's what I've been preaching in the past, you know, is that, you know, these Christians right now are not acting Christ-like, not at all, because that's not what he said. So, and that's not what he did, you know, and you have to act as if, and, uh, right. and they're not. So, um, especially with, you know, pulling out of Turkey and, you know, I mean, pulling out of Syria and all of that, it, you know, dude, that's just, they're just committing mass genocide over there right now. That's all that's happening to the Kurds. So uh, there's at least 200,000 people that are displaced. You know, this, this is not Christ-like behavior. Christ would be standing there going, no, 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 stop, 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 stop killing these people. Well, the big news in that today, of course, is now they have allied with Assad and the Russians because we're not helping anymore. So now they're getting Russia and Assad, the the other Syrians, to to help them now so they don't get wiped out. So we have left the building the U.S. has left the building, and now our allies that we have left out in the lurch are asking Being Russia and by Syria Assad to dictators for help. And wow. they're giving it to them. They're giving it to them That's with who knows what strings attached down the line. We just can't oh, tell. No, we know what strings attached. They're under full control of it then. Russia and Syria. That's how that works. Wow, man. So yeah, wow. that's the big news that's, of the day. That's horrible. That's absolutely horrible for us to let that happen. And at the same that's, time, that's he announces that he wants new um, wants to have new sanctions against Turkey for doing this. It's like, dude, a week and a half ago, you're the one that permitted this to happen, and now you're going to sanction the people yeah. that you just said, "Go ahead, no problem, do it." I'll stay out of the way. Still- I really don't get it. It's not like it's not like we actually need troops on the ground over there. We've got drones. We've got you know a whole bunch of stuff that we can use that we can help to protect the Kurds. We don't actually need troops on the ground. So I'm not sure why we we're pulling everything out of there. Well, it wasn't that many troops to begin with. We have more more troops than peaceful nations than we did in northern Syria. It was just enough to keep the peace there. So right. it would keep Turkey from invading because Turkey is a NATO ally and couldn't invade us. And that's what so I was enough, talking about like last week. It was like it was a lot of people. So, yeah. Dude, that's what I was talking about last week. We used to police. You know, we used to be – and police are there to serve and protect. And I know some right. of the you know, police in the United States don't follow that. But um, that's what they're there, you know, is to serve and protect because we pay you supposedly. So you're supposed to protect. And if our military is being the police, which is what we've done all around the world for at least 100 years. So if our military is doing that, then we need to really do that. We need to serve and protect. That's what we're there for. Uh, Well, it's just the peace. That's serving and protecting. It's just we've gone full whammy and everyone. We have. We have abandoned our allies who are keeping ISIS at bay. Now there's people escaping ISIS prisons all over the region because the Kurds yep. are trying to protect their own lives instead of protect these ISIS people that they've been guarding forever for us. So we've upset the care, which we've put them into the Russian and to Syria, Assad's regime. And then Turkey, who a week ago, like I said, NATO ally, who wasn't attacking because we were there, who we said, okay, we'll leave so you can attack now a week ago. 
Now we're putting sanctions against them. So we're going to offend both sides. It's like now we're doing, we, we let you do this, and now we're going we're gonna to put sanctions against you for doing it. So it's like, yeah, who, that was who part of the conversation that I was having yesterday. That was part of the conversation that I was having yesterday. He is furious that my friend who is, who is GOP and now he's becoming a freaking Democrat. So he's not, he's, he's not definitely not liberal. So, you know, it's like, I mean, he's, he's, he's more liberal or I wouldn't be hanging out with him um, than, than not. But, you know, it's I think not a lot of people Democrat. are rolling he's over Republican to independent, maybe not necessarily Democrat. But uh, yeah, yeah maybe he's going At more least. independent, but he's not going to vote along those lines because right. he believes that there's nobody that he, he can vote for. And we're throwing out, you know, me and his, and his son were throwing out Oprah and we're like, come on, man. What about, you know, Oprah Winfrey? It's got liberty of some kind. And he's like, no, nah, she's a bigot. And I and I'm like, well, look at what we have right now. <laughs> as far as bigots are concerned, you know, look what we have right now is 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 the administration. Come on. So you know, right. and and if she what she's bigoted the other way because of some uh, stories that we don't even know are true. Uh, uh, you know, some stuff that happened on an airline, and and it's like this is years and years and years ago. And, and, you know, it's like 35 years ago, and we, we've seen what Oprah has done over the past 35 years. She's become probably the most powerful woman in the world. I mean, if you really look at it, how much money oh, she actually has, yeah. she's self-made, you know, self-made billionaire, and, and her companies just become successful, and there's there's hardly anybody, and I'd love somebody to call in if you've ever worked for her, uh, if you ever worked at Harpo Productions in Chicago, because I know Chicago is really mad at her for leaving, because they they really enjoyed her being there. She did a lot for the city of Chicago, and she also brought in a lot of tourism, so those tax dollars were missed, and also production jobs because of Harpo Productions. So, right. um, and they were really really mad when she left, but. But is there anybody that ever got ripped off by her? That's what I want to know. Like, did she not pay anybody ever? I think everyone has been very well taken care of that, that has worked for her. So that's a big part of it where, you know, number 45 owes – I don't even know how much he owes, dude. Right. I know he does owe the city of Chicago $40 million. I know that from 2006. So, you know, and that's years and years and years ago, but he still owes it. Does she owe anything? I doubt it. I doubt it very highly. Yeah, and, and her brilliance is she gets it. other people to pay for it. I mean, I was always amazed. I mean, the girl is richer than God and would do all these giveaways for her show, but she would never a dime would come out of her pocket. She'd get all these partnerships oh, no, and they the would companies. all give this stuff yeah, away. Yeah, with all the sponsors. So it was so yep. good. I mean, she knew how how to work that system oh, and God bless her for doing as it. Far as, as far as finances are concerned. She would use her money so, to go to but, colleges. I mean, she's, she's paid for so many people to go to college at, at Moreland University and a couple other places. I mean, yeah, tell has, me about, tell me started about that. that school. Tell me about how many, how many things she's done that are positive. Do you happen to know? Do you happen to have a whole bunch of other stuff? I don't have a bunch of stuff. I mean, the stuff off the top of my head is she's, I know she's done over, 
600 scholarships to college. I know she started that school in South Africa. Okay, so unlike over, unlike 45 University, which was which yeah. was fraudulent. Right. <laughs> unlike that, <laughs> where he had to pay a settlement to a whole bunch of students because they learned jack. They learned nothing. <laughs> right. So <laughs> and he all, made and money off rip them off. Yep. And he made money off. Um, them, but right, she sure. she is donating to how many scholarships did you just say? She's covered. It was over six hundred mil, and that was when her show went off the air. So wow. I don't know how many more she's done that, but I right. mean, it was like. And then the, all the girls' scholarships she's done for the school she created in South Africa, and then so right. many things that you don't even know about behind the scenes. I mean, she's used her money for a lot of good. Um, yeah, that's, so, that's yeah. the other thing we were we were arguing about. You know, is is you know what. She's constantly donating and constantly and, – and he kept coming back to, you know, she's a bigot. And I'm like, dude, how many white housewives did she give away prizes to? <laughs> Even though it didn't come yeah, out when of her was she a bigot? What how was, many what was white about... housewives were in her audience? I didn't audience. know the story and... about her being a bigot. What was that story? How did, how did no, it was something about not sitting next to a white person. And, and I, you know, I was like, did the white person have swastikas on their arm? I mean, what? <laughs> you know, it depends on it depends on the person. I mean, there's people that I don't want to sit next to either. So but this is we're talking first class. We're talking to Oprah. So I, I doubt that that was really the situation. We didn't, you know, we are, we have no idea. And. and oh, we lost Craig again. This is our daily happening where we lose Craig for at least a couple of uh, seconds a day. So he'll be back in just a couple of seconds here. So, yeah, if you know any Oprah stories or if you've ever worked at Harpo, we know we got a lot of Chicago listeners out there. Please give us a call, 347-989-01. We'd love to hear from you because we do love our Oprah. I think Oprah is a fantastic person. Okay, you are back. Yeah, 347-947-989-0126. Sorry, I dropped out there. Did I drop out again? I keep beeping. You're back now. You're here. You're back. All right. Um, yeah, this phone. I, I don't know what what I'm going to do. It, it keeps going in and out of Wi-Fi all by itself. And I think it's, once again, because of my big ears. I keep rubbing against the uh, sensitive touch to the smartphone. So... I think that's what's happening. It's all good. It's all good. We got you back. Um, but yeah, three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. Yeah, I'd like to hear people's opinion on Oprah. Um, but yeah, that was the that was the rumor that she didn't want to sit next to some white person. So and I'm got like, you. I, I, you know, I have no idea what what, what not that heard was that. all about. But no, exactly. I hadn't heard it either. And I'm like, all I've ever heard about Oprah is that she's a freaking fantastic person <laughs> and extremely right. spiritual, like on a spiritual level that the majority of the people on this planet try to get to. So, you know, it's like, and that's what, that's what we'd love to be. And, and I'm like, I've never heard anything else but that. And I was born and raised in, oh, I was born in Illinois, but in Southern Illinois, but I was raised in Chicago. And I started going down downtown to Chicago when I was like six years old. I remember Oprah Winfrey being on the Phil Donahue show. So I, I remember all of that. And, you know, I was, I was um, uh, um, old enough to understand 
what she does for a living and, and what he did for a living. I even went to see the Phil Donahue show um, a couple of times when I was a kid. I didn't know he taped um, in Chicago. I thought he was New York. He's Chicago, huh? No, nah, Phil Donahue had taped in Chicago for a long time. He was there for I like – I didn't know that. I, dude, he may have been there his whole career. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, because I went to see a couple of his shows, and then I remember when Oprah joined him, and they were, and then Oprah right after that got her own show. So, um, I mean, literally, like, dude, it was like three months. She wasn't there long. It was probably a year, but uh, she wasn't there long, and then she had the Oprah Winfrey show. And Chicago loved her during all of that, and she was constantly giving stuff away, you know, like all the. Uh, like I said, to all the white housewives that, you know, come from the suburbs to watch her show. So, and that's what her, that's what her audiences were filled with. And so I'm not too right. sure about the bigot thing. And I, you know, from what I can tell, I, maybe she's bigoted against the people that, you know, we all kind of need to be looking at and going, uh, yeah, there's something wrong with you. There's some disorder if you're judging per, a person by the color of their skin. Because we're... <laughs> Dude, you know, I, I, I'm a mix of such a bunch of stuff. I'm Irish, French, Dutch, English, and Cherokee Indian. And somewhere in there, there's a mix of Sioux and a little bit of Blackfoot. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I, I'm not one color. I don't understand that about anybody because everybody's a mix of stuff. There's no Well, a bigot is a group. pattern, too. You can't, you can't cite one or two instances and say someone's a bigot. A bigot is a pattern. It's going to be a recurring problem over nice. long periods of time. And there's not been nice. enough reporting of this. Um, that, of her bigotry. Put yeah. bigot. yeah. She might have done stupid bigoted things. She might have had a couple of bigoted things that she's done. Moments. But to be an actual bigot, that's a, that's a pattern of behavior that you would see manifest over time and more than one or two things be called out on it, I would think. Correct. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, Hey dude, thanks for that. Yeah. Bigotry would be a pattern. All right. Yeah. There's no pattern set up. Right. All right. Well, let's jump into some news here. I actually think she'd make a great president, you know, and she doesn't, she may not know anything about politics, but she sure knows a lot of, of people and she may put the, the correct people in the correct jobs. That's what I would like to see happen with our government. And as far as an international policy, I mean, yeah, the entertainment business, you know, people, especially people in the entertainment business like me, um, think that, yeah, it's the end all be all, you know, I mean, I have to, cause it's my business. So, um, the, you know, I, I, I think I can reach everybody and, and actually we, we do like the Oprah Winfrey show has sold in over 170 countries around the world. So you, you, you have to know that all of those people are seeing her and know who she is. All of the business people, all of the people that whoever's watching the TV. So um, that, as far as international is concerned, she's got a lot of contacts. She's got enough contacts to at least sell to the people who broadcast in each one of those countries. So that's a lot of contacts as far as having some type of government. I mean, she's got contacts with the governments 
she, they have to okay right. her shows. They all have their own independent FCC. They all have their own, you know, thing going on where they're, you're allowed to say this, you're not allowed to say that, all of that. So, you know, they, she has to have those government contacts as well as the business contacts there with whatever studio she's selling it to. So, right. I, you know, I, I, I think she's got the contacts, and, and I'm pretty sure she knows how to run a business. She is what, 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 one of the richest women in the world, self-made. Right. So, you know, if, if not, like, really the richest woman in the world. Like without family and without any of the stuff, like just self-made. I don't know. I can't. I, I don't know if I can prove that. I'd have to go through a bunch of other women that are rich, so and figure it out. But um, I, would, I would agree you with know. you. She's probably one of the biggest self-made, um, biggest money person out there. I'm sure there's some princesses of Brunei or something that have more money. Yeah, but, but they, they most likely got their herself, money from it's she, old money. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying as far as self-created money, you're right. I think she's probably the wealthiest woman that way. I don't think anyone else made more money than her. Right. Yeah, I think you're 100% right on that. Yeah, no, I think she'd be great. You know, I I really do. And, you know, first woman president and and great. And and she's black. So that just adds a plus because she's going to get all the black voters out. Every single black voter is going to be out voting for Every single right. Where a guy like Buttigieg, who is qualified and can stand there and go, you know what, I can enact some policies that are really going to help us. And, and, and I can actually fight for you because he's a Marine, right? So, <laughs> you know, he can actually fight for us and, uh, and fight for, you know, rights of people. And, and it, where, you know, I, 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 he doesn't have the black vote. He has zero right. on the black vote. And so, you know, you got to find somebody, and it's got to be celebrity, too. And she's a celebrity. Yeah, unfortunately, she doesn't want of, it, though, so there's nothing you can really do. I'd love really, to see I mean, her just come out of nowhere in the 11th hour, though, and be a yeah. dark horse and just be like, hey, you know what? I decided to do this. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, the strongest black woman candidate we have is Michelle Obama, but she doesn't want it either. And she and has she the education want to, do it to back it up. Um, right. She has the education. Well, she's she met with all these foreign in, leaders for eight, eight years, years in the White House as first lady. Yeah. So she's met yep. with every foreign leader that's out there. I mean, she would yep. be the ideal of anybody, but she doesn't want it either. So they got to have. Right. They got to want to do it. Unfortunately, neither of them want to do it, and they both probably have a better life outside of it than they do inside of it. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From what I can tell, the the Obamas are really um, just just chilling like Bob Dylan. And you know what? They there really should. I mean, it's you know eight years of of having to deal with all of these people and all of their ideas and all of the stuff, all of it. You know, just on a daily basis, just bombarded. There is. I, I think there was a rule that that Michelle said that. Um, I'm sorry, uh, the first lady. Um, said that uh, I'm calling her by first name. Uh, yeah, like I know her. Um, but she supposedly was like, no, when you come into the bedroom, you're done. You know, when you come into the area where we're living in the White House, that's it. You, there's no business. So, you know, you're, you're done talking business. And so he wasn't right. allowed to talk. <laughs> the president wasn't allowed to talk about anything that was going on when they were in the living space of the White House. So I thought that was. Would... Yeah, that's 
pretty funny stuff. I agree a hundred percent. So she, she was very strong and I think she would be amazing, but unfortunately we have to find people that actually like it. So are you still there? Cause I see you're still on the line, but I couldn't hear you for a second. Can you hear me? You need to move to a different place. I can see you're still on the line, but I can't hear anything from you. So check your place and get back on there. All right. He's going to call back in. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Play a little Jay Knight, um, Hotter Than the Sun. And we'll come back. We've got a couple of different issues to talk about here. we got stuff going on in impeachment. We have another shooting by cop in Texas. So give us a call, 347 989 0126. That's 347 989 0126. We're going to play out a break. We'll be back in about three and a half minutes. I'm here to reflect your light. It's the only reason that I live. We've been running from the Let's go. 
righty, guys. We are back. That's little Jay Knight, hotter in the sun. Give us a call. You got about 25 minutes to call in. 347-989-0126. We have lots of topics stuff to talk about, or you can bring up one of your own. Uh, let's see what we got here. Of course, impeachment news ever ongoing. Today we have a new um, person testifying on Capitol Hill, Fiona Hill. Uh, who until August, so not too long ago, served as President Trump's top Russia analyst. She's set to testify today or has been testifying for over five hours now uh, to the House privately on Monday under subpoena as part of the impeachment inquiry into the president. Uh, she agreed to testify at Congress's written request, but they uh, we they ended up subpoenaing her first thing this morning or, la- or late last night to make sure she would go there. So either the White House was trying to block hers or trying to block everything else, or they wanted some extra information. I'm not sure how that's happened. But she will be there. Fiona Hill is there right now telling Congress that Rudy Giuliani and the U.S. Ambassador of the EU, Gordon Sondland, who's going to supposedly testify Friday, circumvented the normal administration processes almost a shadow foreign policy issue on Ukraine. And that's her job to know everything happening with Russia and Ukraine. So it's going to be very interesting to see what we hear from her today. That's going to kind of bring stuff all around. Yeah. I had a conversation yesterday as well. We we were, you know, intermixed with all of who would be a good president um, was, uh, um, uh, why is Giuliani acting the way that he's acting? This was the dude that was mayor of New York in uh, during 9/11, and right. I, you know this is a, this is a guy that you know the whole time was walking with the people, cleaning stuff up, and doing all of that. And I, I'm I'm just this is not the same guy. What happened? What he's happened? thrown all his credibility I, I, away, and I don't know why he yeah. sold his soul. I don't know if he was promised an attorney generalship at one point or he was hoping for it. And just once his lips got so attached to the butt, he couldn't remove them without surgery. I don't know what happened, but he was a very principled person. He was a Southern District of New York prosecutor for many years. I mean, he knows what prosecution is all about. He knows what is evidence and what is not. He knows what's allowed and what is not. And he is now uh, the mouthpiece for 45 and doing a lot of shady stuff on his own. It's like the guy, he's going to be indicted if he's not careful. Yeah, I'll keep saying that. Those uh, Nuremberg trials come up here. All right, they're going to be very interesting. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's funny. Do you know that Matt Gates guy? Um, he's a Florida representative in the House of Representatives. He's a really hardcore Trump yeah. supporter. Just annoying yeah, kind as of all douche. heck. He is a big <laughs> douche. Um, he tried to get in the <laughs> hearing today, though, um, and they're only letting people that are in the committees that are doing these hearings listen to the testimony because they don't want it all to get out there um, and tell the other people that are doing against it so he got uh turned away by the house sergeant at arms said sorry you can't come to the committee he was all bent out of shape what are they trying to hide from me it's like you have six other republicans in there sitting there or six twelve however many it is 
in there. They're just not letting you because you're not on the committee. And he was all bent out of shape. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He, he he is so bad. He's so annoying. I don't like him at all. So There's a whole yeah, bunch of politicians down in Florida that are just complete douches. Dude, I, there's only a couple of like independents down there that are any good. Uh, everybody else just they really are. It's just really bad, dude. Really bad. And I've right. met them. Um, I, I've personally met different people down there that are politicians, and I'm not going to name them. But they're, dude, I just, I, 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 they say things, and then they turn around like they're going to help you out with whatever it is that you need help with, and then they turn around and do the direct opposite. And I, I'm just like, Ugh. I, all politicians down there kind of suck. And because yeah. uh, you know, Katie, Katie and I spent time down there um, for a couple novellas that she was doing, and uh, and then every which way, um, and then I filmed uh, Graceland while I was down there, and Plastic with Alfie Allen, by the way, that would be uh, Academy, uh, no, yes, no, Emmy Award nominee, yes, Emmy Award nominee, uh, uh, um, Alfie Allen. Uh, that's what my scene is with in Plastic. So, um, I'm not sure who Alfie but, Allen uh, is. How sad of me! I have to look. Uh, dude, Alfie Allen. Uh, he's uh, I can't think of his his character name on Game of Thrones. Um, uh, oh, I, I never saw that. Uh, why can't I think of his character name? I never saw what? that. That's why. I never saw Game of Thrones. That's why I don't know who it is. Okay, you, you, he was you got Theon Greyjoy. That, Theon Greyjoy, or Theon. yes, he was. Yes, he was, and and Theon went through went through a bunch of he went through some major transitions in in in, in Game of Thrones. He, uh, Alfie Allen actually played two completely different characters in Game of Thrones, so it was it was really cool um, because of what his character had to go through as far as his acting ability and it shows how good he was. So um, that's why he was, you know, nominated for an Emmy. Uh, it's just, it, he was in, you know, the category that had everybody dude. And <laughs> it's a, everybody. So, and that's the, the one that, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Peter you know, Dinklage. Yeah, it was an L. Yeah. Peter Dinklage. That's the, that's the award that he won. So, um, you know, I mean, the competition in, in that category for this year was just insane. Um, and, and every single one of them deserved an award. It's not like, like none of them, you know, did a, they all did, you know, exemplary work. Uh, well, the funny thing about him too is he actually submitted himself for consideration for the Emmy. Normally the shows or the networks do it, nice. but they didn't do it for him. So he submitted himself and ended up getting the nomination, which I thought was very cool. So that's kind awesome. of interesting side story. Yeah. I didn't know. Cause, cause I did uh, um, three episodes of Hunter back way back in 1980. Oh, my dad was 80, 89. I think I did Hunter. Um, and, uh, and I did the last three episodes and I was two, two votes away from a nomination for best guest star Emmy. And, and I had no idea. And I don't even know if at the time you could nominate yourself, like at the time it depended on, uh, members of the production company to nominate you. 
just like you're saying right now, you know, that it depends on, you know, members of the production company nominating you. And, uh, and it depends on how many numbers you actually have in said production company. And I was two votes away and I had no idea that if I could have um, nominated myself. So, um, yeah, because that would have been fun. Committee, it's, you, you, you nominate to the nominated committee, then they choose the nominees out of that committee, then everyone votes on it in that category. Nice. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. So, right. I would so have nominated myself at that time. Yeah, I don't know. If no, I think, I think I was. Probably not. I, yeah, I think I wasn't. I think it wasn't a part of, you know, whatever the SAG rules or whatever it is that they have or the Emmy, you know, committee, or whatever it is. I, I think it's changed over time. And especially with, we have 9,000 channels of crap on TV. We have so many shows. So, you know, you have to be like, uh, you have to consider these other shows, you know, and you have to let people be able to be considered. So like Fleabag, and there's a lot of people out there that haven't watched that show. And, and it's, it's, you know, she's supposedly great in it. And she got all that set up with the, with, she produces it. She's a $20 million woman now. You know, that's what she, that's what she's receiving from. And I don't know what streaming service Fleabag is on. I'm not sure if it's Netflix or Hulu or whatever, but that's her next deal. She's a $20 million woman now. So that's, wow. that's some, she's a badass, you know, and an Emmy award winner. There was actually three from Game of Thrones that didn't get um, put up, so they put themselves up, and all three of them end up getting nominated, I guess. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie, and I'm not sure which character she played. Yeah, no, yeah, she's Bree. She's freaking amazing, dude. She's freaking amazing. And then Carice Van Houten, who played Melisandre, they all uh, put themselves up, and I guess all you have to do now is pay your entry fee. You pay an entry free. I don't know. Maybe she did. Yeah, no, I think I, I think she did, dude. Um, she's really good. I know she good. Good. She's really good. Yeah. Just getting the nominations, badass. You know, just getting that. So now, yeah, no, she's really good in Game of Thrones. You got to watch Game of Thrones, dude. Binge it. It's only seventy hours. <laughs> it's only yeah, it's only three days straight of watching TV. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> not my type of. I'm not into war stuff, and so even though I know it's not about war, I know it's more about yeah. family. Enough war right. stuff in it. I don't know if I'd like it. It's not. No, it's it's really not that. Um, it's you know, it's it's kind of the the way. I, it, it the reason the women really like this because there's a ton of women that like this show, and dude, you start watching it, and I guarantee you, there's some guys on there. Um, it, it, there's a ton of women on this show that, um, that, I mean, are, are that watch this show that they watch it because of the love stories. They watch it because okay. of the soap operas, you know, that soap okay. opera aspect of it and, and the love stories in it, there's multiple love stories and they're really good. Um, you know, from an, from an acting standpoint. And then the special effects are amazing, are absolutely amazing. Um, they spent a ton of money, uh, on every single episode and they spent more money on some episodes than others. And all of the, the, the war stuff, it was even exciting for the women in my life to watch. And because it, because of the way it's done and because the, the love stories are intertwined 
in the in in the war and in the different wars and the different battles. So okay. it's really um, so it's try. really kind of watch a couple episodes. It's, it's really a good show, dude. And and like I said, they spent a ton of money, dude, and they made a ton of money for um, for HBO. Uh, it's right. they're upwards of five hundred million dollars a year that they made for a for HBO. So every season made five hundred million dollars plus for HBO. And uh, um, uh, David Benoff and uh, and BBY is the uh, the two executive producers showrunners. And this is the first time, by the way, that they were ever ex- executive producer or showrunners on anything. And George R. R. Martin trusted them implicitly in order to get this thing going. And then HBO trusted them as well. And that's the first time they ever did anything like this. And, uh, and which I think is just brilliant. And I think is the coolest thing. They just signed a $1 billion deal with Netflix. So they, they, yeah, that's, I, I mean, it's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And that's how powerful the stories are in Game of Thrones. It's not just this, because it, it really does apply to what we're going through right now. There's a whole bunch of aspects to it that, it, that you know, it, it's very political. You see different families that are reigning for different reasons. And it, it, there's a whole bunch of stuff in there that we as a society, there's slavery. They deal with that. They deal with somebody who is a savior of the slaves. And then they're dealing with dictators. And it, it's, dude, it's, it's just, it's, it, it really applies to the things we're dealing with today. And if you look at it as a game, which I always have. I've looked at the whole thing as a game, that there's certain areas in any game, if you're playing the game of, of risk or you're playing the game of strategy, uh, right, Shichijo, uh, or, or what's the other one, uh, even like Dungeons & Dragons, you always have to roll the dice. And in, those roll- in that rolling of the dice, you suddenly are forced to make a decision. And you have to go whatever direction um, <clears throat> sorry, whatever direction the the dice say you have to go. Right. Are you there, dude? So so yeah. yeah, in the in the Game of Thrones, when I was watching the TV show, I'm like I'm like, if I've got this right, if it actually is a game, that any time you see one of the characters make kind of a rash decision, it's like, ah, there was where they had to because you they go back to the map, they show you the entire map of the kingdoms. Every single time that a character is making a rash decision and, and I'm like, oh, somebody just rolled the dice in the game and they're forced to make this decision. Now, this is how the game's going to be played out. So it's, it's really interesting to me that, that they were able to actually do this and, and, and make so much freaking money on, on all of this. And I don't know how we got on this. I don't know how we got on uh, Alfie Allen. We were talking about Amy's Amy's and you were talking about you worked with him back in the day. Oh, okay. Oh, that was it. Wow. Okay. So right right, back around to that. Yeah, he was. I mean, we actually have a caller on. Let's go ahead and bring Jacob in. Jacob, you're on setting on my soapbox. What's up, man? Oh, hey. Um. So, uh, I want to talk about um, homeopathy. You know, like the homemade medicines and stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. I've been trying it recently, and I, I found this a technique uh, for um, ED. I don't know if you guys tried it. Um, 
It's a I'm, actually pretty fascinating. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'll give you a little I, rope I here. Go ahead. I'll have... give you a little bit of rope, Jacob. Go ahead and uh, and, you have a... and watch your step, but I'll give you a little rope. Go ahead. What what is your homeopathy? <laughs> Jacob, for? are you just a dude that wants to get on the air and talk about ED, talk about erectile dysfunction? You want to get on the air and say those words? <laughs> I, I have I have the mute <laughs> button ready, but go ahead. What's your homeopathic <laughs> oh, remedy for this? Do you have the mute button ready, Scott? <laughs> I do. He's going to get on here and swear and swear and swear. What? Do you have a Sorry, kitchen what do you want to say, Jacob? I'll give you a little rope. Go ahead. It's a stick in your dick kind of mixer. Stick in your All right, there you go. All right. I'm glad you ready to get that in. All right, Jacob, I love you. I'm glad you ready to get that in. Thank you for sharing that. Is there anything else in your repertoire you have for us, buddy? Nope, just a kitchen aid and a limp dick. It's hilarious. You got to go into it. I, I gave you a little rope there. Thanks for calling in, buddy. If you have anything else, give us a call. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, uh, I love guys like that. <laughs> oh, dude, no. We busted it right at the beginning of it. I think it's hilarious. It's so hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, I'm uh, like, do you just want to get on the air and swear? What do you want to say, man? You want to talk about it right now? I'll give you a little rope. Go for it. You want to say something? Oh, no, fun. I love guys like I love guys That's like probably Jacob, the dude. I love that. Anytime, anytime you want to call back, 347 Nine eight nine zero one two six, and actually talk about something. Um, even if you swear, we let stuff slip, you know. So you know, it, it, it does happen. Uh, yeah, we do let the stuff. I mean, slide, he's probably so. been gearing up courage all day long to spend two minutes uh, no, on the radio awesome. and talk about ED and talk about your your uh, penis in a blender. So good for him. I'm glad we we're able to help him out there a little bit. Oh, dude. I'm right, so sad on. that I'm so sad that you had to actually like hit the mute button, uh, so that yeah. you know that didn't that didn't That's fly. Right. Our we listening audience, it was very funny. We let him get his little joke out there. All right, let's go. To, let's go back to serious for two seconds, then we'll finish up with some pop culture because there's some good pop culture news I want to get to. But we do got to go serious for a little bit about the talking. We've been talking about Amber Geiger last week. There was a new shooting over the right. weekend. That we have to address um, a neighbor. I see that. Well, it, it's very a neighbor called the non-emergency police number to say, "Hey, my neighbor's door's been open all day long with lights on, and that's just really unusual. If you can check it out." So it was a non-emergency number. Police came three hours later when it turned dark um, to answer this call, and it was a non-emergency number. Um, we're walking around with flashlights around the perimeter of the house, saw a person inside, and I guess the according to the police body cam, I'm not 100% sure. We'll hear more of this. According Just to police said, body don't cam, move and then open basically fire. said, yeah, said, who is that? <clears throat> yeah, I watched it. Didn't identify themselves as a police person, and then within seconds fired at the person killing a 28-year-old right. girl that was babysitting an 8-year-old boy. Uh, her Wow. Nephew. And wow. Uh, so... After creeping around outside with flashlights. 
Which is okay. That part is okay. I mean, you're, you're getting a call that the door's open. You want to check on someone's well-being. That's fine. But um, where he went to in that fast, he's been only on the police force for a year and a half. Uh, he already quit. Ugh. They were going to fire him, and he's already quit this afternoon. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. And it just happened to be, we don't know. They haven't said who the officer was. We don't know white, black, or whatever. It happened to be a black young woman um, in Fort Worth, Texas. So the other one was Dallas, where Amber Geiger was. This is Fort Worth. But just a very right. sad set of affairs where we have another, what seems like a panicked police officer, who knows, um, that wasn't following procedure. You don't. I mean, the person was inside the house, and then, I mean, they're trying to cover their butts or saying that a, a gun was found inside the home. doesn't say whether right. she was near it. It doesn't say <laughs> whether they picked it up. And dude, it's it just, it dude, really that's matter. wrong. It's just wrong. No, but, it's just, yeah, it's exactly. just wrong. It, it's been handled very poorly, obviously. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Um, dude, it's just wrong. There's no way you you should be inside your own house and and get shot by a cop. Right. There's, it just it, it, you know for no for no reason at all for just being inside your house. That's what, dude. No, that's wrong. Once again, they need to be there to protect and serve. Right. The service so part is that you're out. not I mean, going to shoot me when I'm inside my house doing nothing. That's the service part. You're just going to, to step after the Amber Geiger, knock on the door, um, ring the doorbell. Verdict. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see after the Amber Geiger verdict if anything happens to this guy because this is such a similar situation. I did find uh, interesting, yeah. speaking of her being the only person that's ever actually got convicted, a former Georgia police officer was found not guilty of murder um, four years later. It just happens this, other week, this last week. He killed a naked, unarmed black man who was mentally ill. Um, so, wow. I'm sure you can tell he doesn't have a gun if he's naked. Uh, so how he got away with um, murder and supposedly he did get, he got, um, he was acquitted on felony murder charges. He was guilty of aggravated assault, making a false statement to Cal. So he still has 35 years in prison he can get, but he still was not convicted of murder like Amber Geiger was when this guy obviously yeah. didn't have a gun or anything to go after him with. Uh, if the guy's no. naked, there's not much he can do. So that was interesting thing there. But let's jump it into the It's only about six minutes left. Yeah, it was Georgia. It is Georgia, right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're right, pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty messed up down there. Um, something I thought was, was very interesting. That was talk Gwendolyn. About it was Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, it was Gwendolyn Christie, by the way, that that played Brie, and she was up for Best Supporting Actress. But um, uh, Julia Garner actually won from Ozark. This year, and oh, okay, she's freaking amazing. If you watched Ozark, right. at least watch the first season I, of Ozark. If you if you haven't watched Ozark, like I said, Jason Bateman won Best Directing um, mm -hmm. for the series as well. Yeah, no, so, yeah. he's awesome. And Jason's always right. been awesome. Uh, we talked about him before, and Katie knows him. Um, uh, yeah, Jason's awesome. He, he's been awesome in everything, dude. He he did this a couple of scenes in Smoking Aces that the movie Smoking Aces that was freaking amazing, just absolutely nice. amazing. So nice. yeah, he's brilliant. All right, we were talking about Netflix something earlier. I, an interesting story came out today that was pretty exciting. Amazon is partnering up with Howard University, a primarily black university, 
for a study program. Um, they're going to launch Howard Entertainment, a two-semester program based in Los Angeles that offers Howard University students the ability to take courses, network with Amazon industry partners, and gain work experience in the entertainment industry. The inaugural program is going to begin in January. The curriculum will include immersive experiences and start with academic courses during the spring semester and move to entertainment industry fellowships during the summer semester. The goal is to open doors to the entertainment business for African-American students and those from other marginalized communities. I thought that was pretty cool. Go Amazon, go Howard. So that's going to bring some more diversity into the entertainment section. So I thought that was a great story. Uh, What else? A couple little things. You know how I love my trailers. I always have alerts on all the new trailers that come out. Uh, First trailer played this weekend for the new Dr. Doolittle um, movie, of course, made famous by Rex Harrison back in the day. We have Robert Downey Jr., Playing, what was that, dude? Uh, Dr. I don't Doolittle. know if it's me, but I can barely hear you. Dr. Doolittle trailer came out there this weekend. Uh, is that better? Mm-hmm. Okay. Might have yeah. been you. Might have been me. We'll see. Anyway, the Dr. Doolittle trailer came out as made famous by Rex Harrison back in the day. Robert Downey right. Jr. is now playing the infamous Dr. Doolittle who talks to the animals. Okay. And Universal has its first uh, trailer. So if you like trailers like I do, Go check it out. It looks like it's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be out over the Martin Luther King holiday weekend in January. Yeah, I I love Robert Downey Jr., but I'm wondering why Eddie Murphy's not doing Dr. Doolittle because he is, right? Isn't he the guy that just did Dr. Doolittle or they want to try somebody else? I I love Robert Downey. I talked about him in 27 and all washed up. Because uh, I did, I was an extra in the movie Weird Science, and I hung out with him for like two weeks. So, um, uh, really funny, really funny dude, just naturally funny dude. Just, just dude, everything that comes out of that guy's mouth is hilarious. So, um, you know, to have him playing Doctor Doolittle sounds like a really good idea. Uh, but it's gonna um, be fun. Yeah, because he'll be able to start improvising and doing some stuff. It'll be cool to see, um, but I'm just wondering. Another wild casting in. move uh, in wild casting moves. Billy Porter, who won the Emmy for uh, first black um, actor to an Emmy for best supporting actor in a, in a drama series for Pose, he has just been announced to play the fairy godmother in the latest uh, Cinderella movie from Sony Live. It's a live action Cinderella movie, and nice. supposedly a fellow Broadway actress Adina Menzel is going to play right. the Wicked Stepmother, so that could be kind of yeah. Fun. Don't butcher, don't butcher her name like John Travolta did. <laughs> no, she's Adina Menzel. Not uh, I forget. There I you go. Even say it as bad as he said it. But yeah, exactly. All right. Well, dude, wow. we made it that's through actually, an hour. Now that's actually a really quickly. cool. That's a really that's, cool creative uh, casting choice. It'll be a fun casting choice. It'll be interesting to see how he plays it. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, dude, we made it through an hour. It went fast. Any last minutes, words of advice before we head out for the day? Wow. Um, no, thank Jacob for calling. 
uh, I appreciate him and I appreciate the phone call. Um, and uh, everybody, you know, come on, just look around you. Just seriously look around you. Look at every single person that you walk by. Look at every single person that you see because this is that life. This is it. These, you know, every single, hold a door open for everybody. I, you know, it doesn't just look at everybody and, and, and connect with everybody because this is it. This is it. This is life. Good words. Uh, I that? love it. All right, guys, we'll be here all week long, every day, the next four days in a row, uh, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern. We have a special guest coming in Thursday. We'll talk a little about tomorrow. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributors over at Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. We're going to play out another J-Night song. This is Living for the Memories. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Peace. Second that will stand the test of time. Waiting for a moment.